I always assumed the ID guys had actually proven this stuff. Just like they've assumed that I've actually proven it makes difference to operate on people's spinal stenosis, okay? In 1918, it, it was not the Spanish flu. It started in, it didn't start in Spain, it started in Fort Riley, Kansas. Because the military, from 1920 on, the numbers kind of kept getting exaggerated in the news stories. And the, and, the, and the repetitive news stories saying all the same things, but at different little newspapers all over the country, just like we see today in the national news, it isn't the digital press, it was then too. So if you suddenly move from one electromagnetic situation, not very much, to some, a suddenly higher EMF, you know, lots of cellular radiation, all that kind of stuff, telegram lines going up. If you suddenly change that gradient, if you suddenly change and you walk into an electro electromagnetic field that your body's not used to, you will have problems. You can't metabolize things right, okay? Your metabolism gets shot. With the global economy being in shambles and central bankers moving towards a reset, it's never been a better time to protect your wealth by owning precious metals. Contact Andy at milesfranklin.com. Tell him Sarah sent you. He promised me he will guarantee you the lowest price anywhere in the country. Remember, email Andy at milesfranklin.com and tell him Sarah sent you. It's never been a better time to protect your future than now. Um, there was a guy named Koznachev. And just as a background, my, my I was a math major in college until I... Quit after two and that's a half years. That's why you think my, differently, though. Yeah, but go ahead. I am kind of you weird. Think and I studied. No, but that's good. <laughs> and I studied. You got to be able to get that lo logic into the. If we could bring the logic, you know, the, yeah. they're starting to put one school, put the medical school in the engineering or um, the you know school. I mean, there has to be some way to get them thinking differently. But right, go ahead. I know. Well, anyway, so I studied Russian because Russian's the language of mathematics in those days. So anyway, I said, okay, I'll do. And I thought, it, and I didn't think it would ever pay off, but now it's turned out. I found a guy named Koznachev in the 20s. And he actually, he was in Novosibirsk. And it, he actually was in a big facility, university at, at one point over there. But he started out, he was, he was a doctor. And he started out doing this experiment where he took, he took, you'll love this. Because this is really, uh, you know, this is, this is not classic medicine. This is really an engineering issue. He took, he took um, uh, two groups of cells, identical cell types, but put into two different dishes. And he connected them. So in a hermetically sealed connection, it was not open to the atmosphere, but it was all they, that they were connected by an optical window. So they could see, this group of cells could see this group of cells, but they weren't connected in the airspace or anything. And then he poisoned side A to see what happened in side B. Well, if the, if the window glass separating them was just window glass, nothing happened to side B. He, and he would use different poisons. He would use radiation, arsenic, uh, bacterial toxins, you name it. There are all sorts of different ways you can make cells die. And he, he would do it to side A. And then if window glass was in there, nothing happened to side B. But when he replaced the window glass with quartz, then side B would start dying 12 hours later from the same specific symptoms of side A. So if he radiated side A, side B would start dying of radiation poisoning. If he poisoned it with arsenic, then side B would, or cyanide, side B would have cyanide poisoning symptoms. You know, it's like biochemically, he could tell the difference. And he, and he so it was, it was symptoms, it was disease specific transmission. And the Russians looked at this and they said, hmm, What's going on here? They called it the photoni smerti, the death photons. And they realized that the difference between quartz and window glass is quartz allows different frequencies through. Quartz allows ultraviolet and near ultraviolet rays through. 
So something in the ultraviolet spectrum was being, was being sent as a signal to side B to make them sick. Now, fast forward to about the 80s. And, and there are two French scientists, Luc Montagnier and uh, Jacques Bienveniste. And they both discovered that they could capture the electromagnetic signal of a bioactive molecule. For let's, the simplest one is 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 um, Jacques uh, is a uh, Luc Montagnier, who uh, Judy Mikovits and I think so too. But Judy Mikovits, who was a friend of his, is convinced he was murdered going into this. You know, I'm he probably. was in his eighties, but it was That's sudden sudden death was still weird, and because he was the guy that initially got a Nobel Peace Prize for having discovered the virus that causes HIV. And then he renunciated his discovery. He said, no, that's not it. And so they must, they gave him the, the Peace Prize anyway, probably with really tight jaws over there in Oslo. But anyway, he, uh, he, he, he'd later, he'd later um, had, but he had prestige and he was able to do this on his own. So he had his lab and he showed that if you take DNA and you put it in water, and you mix it up and then you 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 get rid of the DNA by dilution. You dilute it so there's nothing left. It still leaves behind an electromagnetic signature. He captured that signature and he broadcast it into another beaker and could recreate the DNA. Isn't that cool? He, he could been, even, oh, that is cool. I'd he love could even send it to a friend in Italy that could recreate it. He could transmit this signature. You, and can, se you can send it over Wi-Fi? Over, well, I don't know if they did it over Wi-Fi. I think, I think in those days he put it on some kind of device and sent it to him. But, but how and, cool is that? Right. They, they, and, you could take a beaker and separate it and mess with one beaker and then across right. the continent, the other beaker. That's another, that's and another interesting thing that had to be done was you had to bathe the second beaker or maybe both of them in the Schumann residence of the earth which is like 8.3 Hertz or something like that. But anyway, you had to bathe it and then, and then send the signal. But in any case, what, the, what this shows, when you put this all together, Okay, what it shows is the potential for transmitting disease to a population. That's or right. To a group yep. of people. Okay, now, where did, so Kaznacheyev, if you, you know, people can stumble across a little bit like a picture and some other stuff in English. Everything else is in Russian without translation. When you find a paper in American literature, in scientific literature, even citing him, it will either it will either say, oh, yeah, that was just nonsense the Russians did in the 30s and 20s. Um, and he did thousands of these experiments, by the way. It wasn't a fluke. He did. There was just nonsense. Or the paper says, you don't have authorization to, to read this. Now, if it's crazy, why don't I have authorization to read it? What I'm telling you is they've hidden that literature. That literature is out there. There's a lot of the Russians kept experimenting on this. They found, for example, very interesting thing that your, your electromagnetic frequency uh, sensitivity is related to the electromagnetic frequency your mother experienced when you were in the womb. Oh, I don't remember all the story there, but yeah, they, they, they did all that. So that's hard to get into because again, they're not translating it into English. So, so here's the thing. There was one lab that claims that they, they've been, that according to the Russians and the Germans, there was this lab that, that actually took this and started studying what Kosnachev and these other guys had done. And it was the Marburg lab in Germany. If that name rings a bell, it should, because even though there are only 600 and some cases in the world of Marburg, everybody's now got that name and oh, Marburg's coming out. Oh, they're saying there's a new virus called Marburg. If you look at the deaths by Marburg, it doesn't sound like a virus. It's like 
you got these guys, some of the people in lab, the initial Marburg outbreak was in 1965 in the Marburg lab. And then you've got a few people that you, when you know who you're looking at, you say, okay, that's a bioweapon here. This guy's a bioweapon. Yeah, yeah. And then there were two groups of gold miners that, that were the major people that, that died of this, okay? They were in Angola, I think, in the Congo at times of, of war and strife. And it looks, and but nobody else around it. This is a, a airborne virus. Why is nobody else getting sick? No, it was just these miners are dying. So to me, that looks like either land acquisition or an experiment, a biologic experiment. But here's here's what I've stumbled on taking this taking this information and trying to figure out what's in the vaccine and what their motives are. You know, you have to this isn't like doing a standard scientific study. This is like like, you know, murder. She wrote you're doing a, a murder investigation. Yeah, what yeah. happened? Right. So when you put it all together, I started looking at this and I stumbled across, you know, there's two problems with this being about mRNA and the, the vaccine. And one of them is the biggest one. The very biggest one is if you look at the current literature today, 2022, June of 2022, cancer researchers say this mRNA technology could be good. The problem with using it in third world places like Africa is you just can't transport it. They don't have the transport systems to keep this vaccine cold. Now, wait a minute. Remember what happened in America and around the Western world? For about two weeks, they transported this in 80 below zero temperatures, right? They had to be really kept cold and they made a big deal about it. And then it kind of, when the news cycle left, it kind of went away. So they're not, so these guys are saying that only lasts, the mRNA would last at the most 16 and a half hours if you didn't have it chilled. So there's something very wrong here. Well, then I also was given a paper that was kind of putting a finger on who could be doing all this genetic manipulation. And the name they gave me was Feng Zhang out of the MIT lab. He's of the same name. It's his lab. Yeah, he's yeah. a famous guy because he's the guy that's the father of CRISPR, apparently CRISPR technology. And we've had, you know, the X-Files of predictive programming trying to get us to focus on this kind of technology. But when you read his website, this is what he actually says. He says, Oh, well, you know, when we talk about, no, I'm paraphrasing and, and embellishing a little bit, but he says, when we really talk about genetic engineering, yeah, we can do gene knockdown, meaning they can get rid of something, but we can't really do precise genetic insertion. And I'm going, it's because it cuts in a hundred different that's, other places. That's, that's what, that's what they're saying. This is all about. Wait a minute. So what is this guy really doing? So I learned, I looked at his PhD. His PhD is in optogenetics. Now, this is the word that people should remember. Just remember, and you remember, you hear it here first, optogenetics. What it is, you have, op, there, there are these chemicals called opsins. We have them. They're very weak in humans. But they're, they, if they, for example, they're chemicals sensitive to light. So you have them in your eye, rhodopsin. It helps us see colors and dim and lights. And then I think we have another one about something. But bacteria have very, very strong opsins. If you take bacteria, a certain type of bacteria, and you, you, you put a 310 nanometer wavelength on them, these blue-green bacteria will, or, or algae, I'm sorry, they'll swim over to the other side of the Petri dish because it, it actually turns on this little propeller in the, in the single-celled organism, right? Interesting. So, okay, yeah. so these are chemicals that can be turned on to do things by light, by wavelength. Yeah. Now, now, okay, so what they're doing in basic research, and they take these very active opsins and they're hybridizing them with mammalian opsins that aren't very but that will help get into us and other animals and what they're doing is two branches of research particularly brain research and heart research and i'm just going to mention start with the heart research they say 
now that they've got this, they inject the, the mice with opsins, with these hybrid opsins. Now they've got the chemical sensitive material in the body. And then they turn on a wavelength. They can create a cardiac arrhythmia. Yeah. Now, now yeah. let's just let, let's just think about this. What happened really at the Travis Scott concert? I'm sure you watched that. That's right. Okay. Well, I talked okay. about the frequency and there must have right. been something now, else going on. Yeah. Everybody had to go. Everybody had to be vaccinated. Everybody had to go through a tunnel. And then they had to, uh, and then they were exposed to not only different wavelengths, but they were exposed to pulsatile light, yeah. the strobe lights, okay? Which is, those are the two things that options, options react to, to pulse and they react to frequency. So they, what happens? And I, I listened to as many firsthand accounts as I could find, but they, they want you to believe it was a crush thing like you see when the soccer boys run out and get too many people crushed against a wall. That isn't what happened. There, were, there wasn't a crush until people were dropping. Yeah, it was tight, but people, about 10 people started dropping, sudden young people dropping over like that, and they just didn't have room to do CPR, and they're trying to get it stopped, and they're trying to get the room. Was it in more of a certain, was it in more of a certain area? Because it might have it was, been where the concentration it, was of. Well, it, but but that's where the people were. I mean, I don't know that that means. No, anything, but I mean, but, I'm yeah, just wondering were, if it was a front or the middle or what. I just whatever. I just. Yeah, I think it was pretty much towards, towards the the. I mean, it yeah. was in the main concert area, but I don't yeah. know that it was seemed to be a kind of random. But in any case, what happened is they suddenly dropped and a bunch of them died. Now. What's the number one reason for sudden death in young people like that? It's cardiac arrhythmia by far. And I'm just saying, they claim they've never done this in humans. But if I were a bad guy and I wanted to damage people and I wanted to be That's able to right. control people, because here's the thing too, I, I, I'm kind of cheap and I want to kill a certain number of people in the world to get down to 500 million like the Georgia Guidestones used to say. Well, how could I do it? The dosage, the cost to mRNA technology in 2018 was a million dollars a dose. Do you think they really used that? <laughs> no, I think I think this has something to do with what all these doctors, these independent labs are finding. They're not finding genetic material. They're finding graphene oxide. They're finding these microtubules. They're finding things that look like little, like the guy in Australia that shows these little networking, like looks like a little Intel chip. You know, the old, in, I used to build computers when my son looked like that. And it self-organized under the microscope over the night when he filmed it. Well, you know, all this stuff makes a lot more sense when you're dealing with a wavelength disease yes, rather than right. rather than something else. So I think that's what we're looking at. And I think the other thing it can do is control the brain. And they talk in the basic research that this has very uh, uh, specific spatiotemporal uh, or a very good spatiotemporal specificity, meaning I can I can turn on your hypothalamus or your or your hippocampus and make you depressed without affecting your optical region. You know I can I can dial in what part of the brain I want to turn on using this technique. It's all over their basic science. It is I all over. I think this is at least a major part of what's going on. I think that they. Uh... Yeah, I think so too. And this whole field of study is where I, I call it their next age. This is the next age of study. We're entering into a whole new age where science is, is more of like a cross between science and engineering. And I think this is what they're doing to thin people out. But how do you get people, how, how do we get past that though? Because if people don't believe it and they don't believe it in mass, how do we, how do we make a difference? How do we 
that's the question of the hour. Uh, that is a really good question. So the first thing I, I and I and I have people call me all the time. And and by the way, I want to go on. I, I'll tell you, I I believe I'm on. I'm fair in saying because I said this in February of 2020 on a public March of 2020 in a public forum privately to a bunch of doctors names you would know on the internet. I said, this is a bioweapon. So I, I want to go on on record saying, I think I was the first doctor that said, this is a bioweapon because I spent 10 years in the Navy. And after that, I was on the Navy Research Advisory Committee where we looked at defense research technology. Okay. And I started studying this, by, I started following the bioweapons community after that. And I will tell you, anybody that thinks that we just discovered these Ukrainian labs, they're just crazy. That's not <laughs> That's true. Right. We we have yeah. been paying those scientists That's, when they it's... when they interview these people in Congress and pretend like they're just discovering this. No, the Congress has been allocating money to pay scientists at these labs since 1991 when we took over these labs from the socialist republics that had broken away from the old Soviet Union. As the Soviet Union fell, it was the Nunn-Luger Act. It's all, we know about all this stuff and we're not interviewing any of these guys, but they're up there. So so here's here's the problem is that that we're being, this is, this is purposeful targeting. And just like, you know, this old cartoon used to say, we've met the enemy and he is us. Don't, con it's not, the one innocent thing in this whole mess are bats. They, they were never they were never involved <laughs> and they're not guilty now. I'm just going on, I, I love bats. They're the not the bats problem. Bats are innocent. They're the only thing innocent here. Okay. But at the end of the day, um, this is, you know, it says, in the, and I'm not a biblical scholar, you know, and I'll be honest, I'm one of these people that for 40 years of my life, I studied science, not the Bible, but I'm starting to read Revelation. Now. I mean, I am reading it now. And what does it say? It says, for lack of knowledge, my people will perish. That's, Unfortunately, yes. like my neighbor is a very soft hearted soul. And she comes and she says, oh, these people, they just won't believe me. They're just blah, 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 blah. And she's going to take another booster. And I said, you know, unfortunately, we're at war. And in a war, you have to do triage. Don't expend all your emotional energy on people that are simply not going to believe you. The problem is, and I do think many more people are waking up. And I think, um, in a way, sadly, when you look at this as a war fighting situation, okay, if we had not, if we, if this people always say, why did, why did President Trump do this warp speed? Why did he push it forward? Well, if they hadn't done that, I truly believe that the Pfizer guys would have worked out the early death problem and we wouldn't have seen it. Now, think how bad this would have been because you wouldn't have seen it. So think how bad this would have been if nobody had had a problem with this vaccine going into the first couple of years and then they all started to die. Yeah, Do you see that how would, that that would have been? Although we did we have stop some people by seeing have this. Yeah, we did have people dying right away, and there. Well, no, no, we did because stuff. because they didn't have time to work out the bugs. The problem is there's a couple bugs that they oh, were working on. Okay, that's okay. my point. Is that had we not pushed this forward, had we let them roll this out, if kept us in quarantine and all this lockdown nonsense for another six months, and then roll it out when they were better prepared, I think it would have been much more damaging because. You can look, and this is the work of Craig Parta Cooper. I mean, God love him and his group for doing this because they're the people that looked at um, all the toxicity by lot numbers and date. And what you can read when you see those graphs, this is like Reiner Fulmich uh, got this information given to him. And I know I gave it to him and other people gave it to him. So that is, that is evidence of premeditation because yep. what it shows you is that when the first vaccines came out, at first, they get a, they they let Moderna do this kind of release, 
and you can see the toxicity is kind of all over the board. It's kind of like a big cloud. It doesn't have any pattern. And then there's a pause, i.e. All the, va all the vaccines had zero toxicity, meaning placebo, in my opinion. Then you had a group of Pfizer vaccines that were brought out. And the first group had a very high toxicity. Then there was a pause. Then the next group was a lower toxicity. Then a pause. Then a little lower toxicity. Pause. You can draw a straight line down their rollouts. They would, they would intersperse placebo with changing something in the vaccine to make it less toxic. This is classic um, pharmacokinetics kind of it's biochemistry. It's, it's a dose response curve. And they were doing it. They were doing a post-marketing experiment on all of humanity. If you want to think that's disgusting. And by the way, the Israelis were the number one target. What did they do in Israel? They, they were they, the number one target, they, which is, it, it yes. makes a... When they say, you know, the Jews are all behind this, it's like, well, wait a minute. They, the Jews were really targeted here. And it wasn't the Kazarian Mafia Jews. It was the regular. Right, Jews. exactly. We have to talk that when, when, we, when people want to blame the Jews, forget that word. Start talking about the Kazarian Mafia. They you got to forget that word. You got to right. forget the, the word. Like, because, Go you, because otherwise you have to explain why you've got Jews killing Jews. And you've got to explain why you've got a Jewish oligarch That's funding right. the Azov Battalion in Ukraine to kill other people and to say, I mean, this is, you know, the Nazis, he's funding the Nazis. So it's crazy if you don't well, understand that, the language. It is. It's crazy because I have people that argue with, that's not possible in Ukraine because they're not Jewish. You know, they're Jewish. Why would they be doing, why would they be Nazis? It's because it's a Kazarian mafia. Yeah, uh, you know, and then they glaze over and don't understand what you're talking about. But yeah, no, the history of the Kazarian mafia. And no, and I was, I was on a uh, fun podcast the other night and pe the people that do get this, but I said, Okay, now, interestingly, if you want to talk about the Kazarian Mafia, this is just a little segue here, but it's a fun story. Who did, who did Trump have in his office, his White House office? For people that want to not, that don't believe there's anything in the background, there's no good guys coordinating to help us here. What, who did Trump have in his White House office? He had Andrew Jackson, the portrait of Andrew Jackson, who was, he was the first guy, he, he took down the first federal bank of America, set up by the Kazarian Mafia, otherwise the Rothschild, Warburg, Schiff, you know, all the different banking houses of Europe that, that put this bank in, and he shut it down. So that was Trump's hero. So who does who does Putin, this is the one that most people don't know, who does Putin have on his, on his wall, in his office? Well, he has Prince Sviatoslav. And Sviatoslav was the Russian prince who, along with the Bulgarians and the Persians in 10, roughly 1050, drove the Khazarian, the Khazarians out of the area that we now call Ukraine. That's what caused the diaspora of these guys across Europe, because they have some of the, the, the king and the royal house escaped. So yeah, that's I really hope that, you know, I, that's super interesting because I, you know, I have, my dad always tells me, Sarah, not everybody's bad everywhere. And he's absolutely right. We have good guys everywhere embedded. And they just, I always say, don't leave if you can be a cog to mess them up, you know, because right. you want to leave all these bad situations, but we need good people in there screwing up everything they're doing. You know? Right. And and so I guess back to your question about what to do. First of all, um, anybody participating in evil better stop now, because as this comes down, think about what happened after World War Two. It wasn't just the, the, the Nuremberg trials were actually kind of a show that didn't really accomplish what people said. But in the local communities, the doctors that were went along with the euthanasia programs and all this stuff, they were hung by the locals. OK, so don't well, don't that's, participate I in evil. I'm sorry, but I, I struggle personally with um, that feeling of wanting that to happen. 
And I don't know if it's good that to feel that revenge or not. And, and I'd like to have your opinion on that because that is something that I, I, there are certain people that I would love to see hang right now. You know what I mean? I, and, and it, I've never had that feeling and I understand where revolution comes from because of the overwhelming feeling that I have that certain people that we have in, in some ways, if we don't take them out, like get rid of them, we're, we're going to end up having bigger problems. So we have to somehow alleviate them. I don't know if it's killing or not, but that feeling that I have, I struggle with. And what do you say to that? Well, I, I get that. And I think the problem here is, is that anytime we think that there's evil in the world, just magnify that by a hundred. The problem is we have not, we're in a war where we can't name the enemy. So you yes. and I have named the yes. enemy. And for yep. I'm not saying, they, they didn't start out as the Khazarians. They started out as the Babylonians. And maybe who knows where they came from to there, from Sumer. And who knows where they came from to there. I don't want to get in the whole alien thing. I don't know. But I'm just going to say that the, when you look at this war, it is a it is a weird war. It's not just when people say it's a fifth generation war. It, yeah, that just means that there's all sorts of like economic attacks, food supply attacks. There's That just means it's stealth and it's kind of asymmetric and it's got lots of factors. What they never tell you is the top echelon of people waging this war are, are not that big in number, but they practice an old religion that sacrifices children, okay, to Moloch. They're, I know. That's they're the all, creepy they're stuff that you don't... absolutely awful. Right. So when so, you cover this for years and you're hearing them do these kinds of things... Right. So, so those people, you're not going to rehabilitate these people, okay? If they're people at all, which I believe there's a human component to them, whatever they are, these, and I, and I have a really interesting video on Rumble with Cliff High talking about the Khazarians, if anybody's interested, because um, I actually have some of this bloodline. So I don't, I'm pretty immune to a lot of this stuff. There's a, there's a bloodline. And before, let me just tell you, before this whole thing came out, before COVID was ever heard of, for decades, I remember seeing a news article in 2000 where the Harvard guys got caught in China scavenging Chinese DNA. The Chinese called them out on it. We got caught um, doing it also. In fact, in 2017, Putin caught us. It was actually our Air Force. I may have the name of the neurosurgeon. Was over in Russia scavenging Sla pure Slavic DNA. They didn't want anybody. They wanted the pure Slavs. What's that all about? Oxford complained about our genetic program. So for decades, we were doing all this, you know, one, two, three and me. Why did, do they don't really care if we're related to, you know, they say, how about finding out if you're related to King George? No, but they don't care. They want to know if you're part of the tribe or not, because it turns out that there's a genetic difference between some people who, and it makes them not susceptible to this stuff that they just put out or very less susceptible. And so there's there's a bloodline this is this the, the 300 like john coleman talks about in the committee of 300 the people at the top of this pyramid whoever they are they're not there because they were the best workers in their in their postal room and they worked up their schedule they worked up to the top they're there because they're bloodline and once you understand that you're dealing with a an echelon a, a pyramid of power here you've got those people at the top the people that brought this about the doctors that are of this bloodline, there are a bunch of doctors of this bloodline that are involved here. The, you know, Walensky, uh, uh, the guy, uh, the former head of the NIH, I'm just blanking on his name right now. Um, Uger Sahin, he's a, he's, he's a Levy Turk, he's Muslim. It's not about the Jews, but then you have Albert Berla, the CEO of Pfizer. You got all these guys, the Moderna CEO, all of these guys are this bloodline. 
It's just, I mean, it's just got to say that. It comes down through the woman. It's the K26R bloodline. And these people believe, there's a group of people on the world, whether we want to believe it or not, they believe they have, Cliff Hyde calls it a dongle. He says, they have a, because he's a computer guy, he says, this is, they have a little different dongle on their DNA. And they believe they're the chosen people that were left here by these alien beings to be the overseers of the world until those alien beings come back and they think they're coming back here in 2030 so they're preparing the world that's his that's his position they're nuts they're not they're, even if it would they're nuts i don't care no, how it, it may how, be even complete, if aliens are coming back they're still freaking nuts no i agree i agree with you i'm just telling you what they believe okay? no i know because I know. when you're talking about should we hang some of these people the issue really is you know if you had if you if you want to protect your family, do you want to leave evil untouched? The, we have to decide That's at right. what level. Mm -hmm. Now, there, there are a bunch of what Stalin and Lenin called the useful idiots. I will tell you that the majority of doctors in this are in that category. They're not these people. This is a very small select. Yeah, so how do we group, get right? past the useful idiots versus right. the true then you've culprits? Because that's the challenge. Well, in between the useful idiots and these these really few people at the top, you've got people that were willing to sell their souls for money. Okay. I put them with the top group of what we do. You know, if you're selling, if you've sold out, look, these hospital CEOs that were told by the government that if you don't vaccinate your, your people, we won't give you Medicare dollars. They were the, getting the, paid the, to use the wrong protocols. Right, they were getting paid. And the guy, the, the, the Fauci, the, Fauci's just a bag man. What Fauci did was he went, he, he used his NIH funding, his funding capability, and he, he, he bribed all these hospitals and these universities. Oh, we won't fund your, you, you, you start, you get, hey, you got a doctor in your staff that's saying that ivermectin works. If he continues that, you're not gonna get your funding next year. That's what they did. That's I, I I mean, just like the bag man of the mob. They would do. So there are a certain number of people and, and you know, you got to do something with these people because this is a, these are the same people, by the way, in World War II, they hung Carl Brandt. He was the senior physician. He was an orthopedic spine surgeon like myself. And that's how I got interested in reading his history. They hung him on the gallows. They hung another guy on the gallows for doing uh, malaria research in the camps and killing some people, but we were doing the very same research, okay? What, what Nuremberg really was about is they hung the red shirts and we hired the technocrats. Those guys who learned about it, who, Mengele, okay? MK Ultra, that's what he was doing. He was studying the that's science right. of brain So was control. Japan. Japan yeah, was the, doing the, the really Japanese, bad stuff. Right. The, yeah. the, the Japanese in Manchuria in World War II that, that were doing, and, and they hide a lot of this under veterinary research, but whatever and they we were doing. brought them in. The they, we brought them in. Yeah. We forgave all the guys that were the really bad guys. We hung Carl Brandt. And, and the reason is because his lawyer, and he was, he was going to speak out. He was going to point this out that, hey, you guys were doing the same thing. You wrote those Nuremberg codes during the trial just to hang us. But your doctors are doing the same thing. In fact, one of the guys, what was his name? Ivy. I can't remember his first name, Andrew or something. Dr. Ivy was doing malaria research in this country under the auspices of Harvard at penitentiaries using a worse strain of deadly malaria than the guy they hung on the gallows in front of his wife and children. So in Germany, this is what's going on. Now, if you, like you said, this is, if you don't want to keep repeating this cycle, just like it almost looks in the world, like every 900 years, we have to drive out the Kazarians. We got to decide what we're going to do. I personally don't. I mean, I've never been a proponent of capital punishment because I've never thought the state was correct. 
the state was not fat was fa fat the state is fallible they can make because well, because they were in mafia runs the state but that's so we what don't we're want finding them out. deciding who point. should die that's what we're finding out and i think we're in we have to realize we're in a war what do you do in wartime you have to take out the enemy somehow and you have to take them out in a way they never end up on the battlefield again that's, that's my that is you know and i'm not do. i'm not suggesting mob violence How? Well, the first thing, okay, but the first thing we have to realize is the people running this show never get their hands dirty. They never, they didn't do it in World War II and they're not doing it now. They don't get their hands dirty. They have two jobs. They move money and they move words, okay? They depend on us little people for doing their thing. So if you're a pharmacy tech injecting somebody, okay, you're the ones we're going to have to go after and say, you murdered those kids. Not those people on the top. As much as we want to hang those, I'm going to tell you. You are the proximate cause. Eichmann didn't kill anybody. He just made the trains run on time and organized the system. It was the people in the death camps that did that. You've got to realize that you cannot participate in this and get away scot-free. That's where it stops. We are the, we, you know, it's, I heard David Icke say this years and years ago when everybody still thought he was crazy. He was right on the money. And he said, you know, there are the people running this world. You could put them into one room and, and there'd be plenty of room left over. There are eight and a half million of billion of us. I think I see a way out of this. That is the case here. We, if you're if you're if you're in the Air Force and you're being asked to in Air Force Reserve in Lincoln, Nebraska, where they're flying geoengineering planes to chemically kill us, don't do it anymore. Get out. How much is the money worth? Don't you're gonna kill your children too. Everybody needs to stop participating in the evil because the minute we do that the minute we realize a job is not as important as our children the other thing is don't fund the beast you know i gave a speak at speech at uh freedom law school and freedom law school shows you the scam about the tax laws right and i stood up there i was about to speak and i realized it just hit me it was like a, a, a real spiritual moment it just hit me and i said you know what regardless of things i have to say the the uh, I, I get all the thing about the tax law and I'm on the side, but the big issue is just morally, I am no longer going to pay my taxes to people who have used it to buy bioweaponeers to kill my children. Everybody <laughs> no, needs like to wake you, out to that reality. It's like if they're, if they're lying to you and they want to kill you, to, if they want to kill you and take away your freedom, are we really going to still follow them? And, and they're and they're using us to do it. They're using our money. Yes. They're using our labor. They don't, you know, gold isn't in, the gold in the vaults of the Rothschilds mansions. That's not intrinsically worth anything. Our labor is what feeds the world. Our labor is what treats people. Our labor is what educates people. We need to, we need to quit giving our labor to these asshats. I mean, that's what our <laughs> that's, that's what right. I'm sorry. That's what we have to start doing. So. The tune cide malice in Latin, do not participate in evil. The second thing is question everything that hasn't been proven. I mean, like viruses, I challenge any doctor to really look at it themselves. There's a lot more to the 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 non-science here than I I, I get put it, tried to put it on a, a level that makes common sense, but you can look at the technical level and it doesn't make common sense. Well, you know? I have a hard time with the fact that science is this black box. You throw things in, you come out. It's like, well, let's start let's right. understand it you know and that's the part that they fail to get to is that understanding right. part but go ahead well and then and then finally um you know we have to control we're gonna have to take back local control of our of our first our families our communities our counties and then we need and once we do that we own the surface okay we own the the, the we own the playing field 
then we restructure and we just don't let this, we cannot ever let this happen again. We have to get rid of the central powers that did it in all the countries. Now, what we don't want to do, I'm kind of worried about France and, and burning down or burning the Rothschild Bank and storming into BlackRock. It all looks good on camera. You don't want to leave a power void that then they can just fill with whomever That's they it. want. That That's is the not revolutionary. the Be very yeah. careful about that. I mean, uh, I think- yeah, They're still in charge yeah. and, and we didn't is, do anything. People need to read. People need to get out of the idea that this is all conspiracy theory. You know, um, who was the head? Uh, Hoover, the former head, the guy that really founded the FBI's current sta state. He said the, uh, the the individuals handicapped by coming face to face with a conspiracy so monstrous he cannot believe it exists. You people, the only people that are going to save themselves are people that realize that they and their families are being attacked. We are in a war and you're being attacked and they're coming after your children. Once you wake up to that reality, you'll figure the right thing out to do. And I think that is that is the biggest message is whether you believe in viruses or not, don't take any more of their vaccines. These people have been lying from the beginning about these things. Um, they, they, you know, I mean, Sherry Tenpenny, we always have this discussion pro and con vaccine, but or virus. But we, what we all agree upon is the evidence for vaccines is horrendous. I mean, it's it's horrendously bad. It doesn't they don't work. They make people sick. They're toxic things. She's been fighting that for years. That is the big point. Don't don't I even I tell people I gave a talk down in Florida and to, to some th big senior citizens thing and, and I you know 45 minutes I droned on because they wanted me to talk about the, the vaccines. And this is before the big rollout. It was kind of starting. And I did that. And after 45 minutes, I'd have these like little old ladies like me coming up and saying, should I take my shingles shot? Or I took the first one. I shouldn't, uh, should I take the second shot though? As if that's somehow going to make it protective, that's going to solve it. I said, no, ma'am, you haven't been listening to me. Don't take any of these things from these psychopaths. I don't even want to buy toothpaste from them. That's, that's what you've right, got to get yeah. to your head. Do not. It's and, and that's so what we have to hard, clean. Though. We what what is provable is the toxicities in our food. So clean up your diet, and there's ways of protecting yourself from EMF. I've got all this stuff on my website. Here's another big lie: parasites. Everybody is infected with parasites. It's another great Babylonian word magic. We didn't kill you with these vaccines. Your parasites killed you. What they're doing, part of this is they're knocking down your part of your immune system that creates. Uh, that that keeps parasites in check, and when they when they parasites become deregulated, they show up as multiple egg sacs growing, and we call them metastases. The, another big lie here is that cancer is parasites. Okay, so toxins, antitoxin. Take an antitoxin. I I I can't tell people to take chlorine dioxide, but I take it every day. I don't get sick traveling anymore. You get twin oxide. It's um, jo Dr. Joe Newsma sells it. It's legal in this country. It's yeah. a purification for water, and it's based on the Cocker Institute solution. It's a oh it's, yeah. This has nothing to do with bleach. It's not yes no. And, and it literally, it it works. But if I tell you to take it, I might go to jail, like the Grennans who have been in jail for yes. You didn't years. tell anybody to take it. It's not. No, legal I just in tell country. you that what I although do, twin oxide is legal. I take it myself. Yeah. I take 10 drops a day and I give it to my animals and I, you know, I, uh, I use it. It's great for beehives. You spray it on the beehives. They, they get all healthy and healthy again. So there's lots of good things to it. The industry uses it. Like you say, everybody's food is decontaminated with this stuff. It's all over the place. It's in all over the place in Canada, yet Canadian citizens can now not import. They cannot personally buy the crystals to make it. 
Okay. So my advice to people is if you think you want to do things like I'm doing, you ought to get yourself supplied now. And what that does is it, it's the universal antidote. There's a video to that. I recommend people watch and um, ultimately, you know, get right with God. They're separating us from our creator. That's what this is about. This is, we're in a creepy evil versus good war that we've been in probably since the time of Sumer and Babylon. And we might be the people that live to see the end of it. We might be actually the people to win this, to 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 go into this new age where we're not being killed by these guys every 200 years when they want to have a war. I, I don't know. I think so. I'm very hopeful. I think I see hopeful things happening. And we just have have to to, everybody's the... got to man up and take it personally. They've got to take it at their at their family level personally. And we have to keep the communication lines open so that we can yep. keep ta- having these conversations. And people need to and debate these things and understand it and grow our understanding, grow, change the Overton window so that we, you know, we're exactly. sheeped into an area where we need to broaden that. Well, thank you so much. I mean, where can people follow you? This has been a fascinating discussion. Well, I have a website. It's called themedicalrebel.com. It's got videos, but it's also got all these protocols. Um, I had I have Robert Owens, who's a, who's a constitutional lawyer on there. If it ever comes back again, uh, he's we've been 100 percent successful so far. I can't promise this in the future um, fighting, getting somebody mandated to take a vaccine for covid using what he tells you how to do, because we have the Biden attorneys on record saying that if you know how to do a religious exemption, you can you can they, we can't knock these guys off that. So that's how to, I've got a lot of good information that's helpful. And then I'm all, I have a fun telegram channel. It's Freedom Doc One is my thing i'm i look like a everywhere i go i've got some imitators so that's kind of flattering i don't care about them but they they have pictures of me in a white coat it is me but that's not me mine is the one that looks like a plague mask i always have a plague doctor mask like that big nose thing that's where i go and i'm on telegram at freedom doc one and truth social and and i'm on rumble channel the medical rebel rumble channel so this is great well thank you so much and you're going to be speaking at the censored conference oh yeah so important. And uh, just thank you. Thank you for everything you do. Thank you for having the courage to do what you're doing, because that's what it takes is, is courage. Well, thank you. And and also, I would say desperation when you realize when you really know yeah. what's going on to us I and know. what they're coming for our, and what they've been, how they've been damaging our children over generations, you will stand up and fight. You, you, that, you have I agree to. With you. It's now or I, never. I agree with you. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you.